Okie beautiful people, welcome back to Sundays with my best friend and I, a segment of Talks with Dr. Neil. I'm your host, Dr. Neil. Can we first give an acknowledgement to some new listeners? It always warms my heart and my soul to know that my spoken word, his spoken word, is reaching far beyond what I can imagine. So with that stated, I'm giving a warm welcome, a warm hello to the listeners in France. And to all of my uh, listeners out there, those coming from different states and different countries, hello, thank you for tuning back in. It does mean the world to me. I show up on this platform rare, open, and at times quite vulnerable. But I do so showing that no one is perfect. And I too have experienced the things discussed or maybe even going through it while I'm discussing it. The point that I'm trying to make is that we are all here in this together. And my prayer is that you gain peace understanding and healing from the spoken words that are carefully crafted from my lips. So let's go ahead and get into today's um, podcast. Today I want to talk about perceptions. What is, what is that? What's perceptions? Well, simple. A person's sensitivities, experiences, and observations to cite a few. Of the three just mentioned, observation tends to stand out a bit. And I want to elaborate on this. We all have experiences and have witnessed things differently that may be based upon age, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, and or social economical background. My observation may be different from your observation, meaning, you know, I may see something completely different than you see it based, again, on my age, my gender, and so on and so forth. Now, observations are subjective, but They can influence how people interact with each other. (laughs) 
one can perceive you and your actions in a different light than what is being portrayed. Again, someone else's observation or experience then influences their perception then has an impact on how they then turn around and treat others. Allow me to give you a few examples. Has has anybody or, or, or I can say for myself, you know, uh, been in a conversation with someone and all of a sudden, you know, the other is telling you that you're cutting them off, not allowing them to finish their sentence, uh, their statement. Now, you could be agreeing with them, you know, um, just being in that space with them. But somehow, some way, through their observations slash perceptions, it then turns into a distorted view of what you're doing or not doing while you're in this conversation with them. Hmm. You know, I often think about, because I do experience that, I often think about, and I self-reflect, do I, do I cut people off? Am I too busy in my own head where I'm not allowing others to finish their conversations or their sentence? And the answer is no, I'm not. So then when that answer appears, then I go you know, to thinking, well, what is it? What could it possibly be? And then it dawns on me. Then it dawns on me. It could be that that other person has experienced, there I go again, with that word experience and observations and and all that stuff. It could be that that person has experienced where they have been cut off by someone else. And that left them feeling unheard unvalidated and based upon how many times they've experienced that because once is enough but it could be several other times that then shapes how they communicate with others or their lack of that I'm gonna go a little bit more deeper here that when they have experienced being cut off themselves that has left them feeling unseen unimportant unworthy and sometimes you know feeling stupid hmm it's a little deep right there someone's observations influences their perception that perception then 
shapes the interactions that they have with others. Now, there's another way to look at it. Sometimes you just may be the brunt of what they've experienced. You know, somehow it's like safe for them to project their skewed perception onto you of quote unquote cutting them off because they know that probably unconsciously that you're not going to react to them, you know, fielding all that negativity towards them. Hmm. Let me go ahead and give you another example. And I'm sure some of you listening out there can probably relate to the one that I just gave or possibly to the one that I'm about to give right now. Have you ever been around someone and you're talking to them, um, interacting with them, and all of a sudden you're being accused of disrespecting them? Now keep in mind, you're, you're thinking to yourself, I haven't yelled, I haven't cursed, I haven't, you know, gestured physically that I'm going to jump up, nothing like that. So how am I disrespecting? Oh, because I'm communicating how I feel that translates into disrespect. Huh. Once again, find yourself in a situation. I found myself in a situation where, you know, uh, someone accused me of different, excuse me, disrespecting them. And all I could think was, I was just conveying how I felt. And because of whatever internal perceptions you have going on, your excuse me, skewed reality was then projected towards me as if I was doing something wrong. Now me being a doctor and having, you know, you know, very fine-tuned clinical skills. <laughs> In that moment, I had to really evaluate. Did I just just disrespect this person? You know, I had to self self-examine myself quickly, may I add. And the answer that came back to me was no. You didn't engage in disrespect. So then it's, well, why is this, this their, their negative, you know, um, image of me being projected towards me? Simple. Sometimes, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, sometimes that individual may feel that they have no control over their life, their situations. Maybe they've been disrespected and in those moments of being disrespected by others, they remain silent instead of speaking up. <laughs> Again, their observations or their experiences then shapes their perceptions, then in turn, you know, is filled it 
in another person's direction negatively. I have experienced this too many times than not. And each time that someone else's distorted thinking is directed towards me, let me tell you, it takes a great deal of inner strength to not react. but to respond. Excuse me, perceptions can either bridge people together or divide them. What comes to mind in this moment, in this very moment, as I'm speaking to all of you, is when all those who perceive Jesus in an indifferent light, how their own experiences and observations shaped their perceptions, then in turn influenced the treatment towards Jesus. I recently experienced a quite painful interaction with someone uh, very close to me. Their skewed perceptions of me influenced their negative reactions, or I should say behaviors towards me. Oh, and in that moment, the pain was felt unmeasurably. Oh my goodness. That type of pain where there's no comfort Your eyes swell due to the mountain of tears pouring from them. Your voice becomes so raspy as you have been yelling out in pain. No immediate, excuse me, no immediate remedy, just good old pain and plenty of tears. followed by questioning and trying to comprehend their perception of me through their eyes, attempting to look through their lenses to see what depiction of me appears and why. Just like Jesus, I'm sure he felt that why that pain that 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 lingered and didn't cease trying to grasp a hold of all those who perceived him in a light that he was not in those pain excuse me in those painful moments that led up to his death he did not reach I'm sorry, he did not react, but continued to respond to others' perceptions. His responding was prayer and asking the Father to forgive them, for they do not know what they do, what they've done.
I am not saying it's easy to go into a prayer state when someone else's skewed perceptions have influenced a painful reaction towards you. I am saying, feel it. Yes, feel it. And ask the Father to remove that pain. But you must not allow someone else's perception or perceptions of you to impact, influence, shape, however you want to say it, your own image of yourself. Leaving you questioning who you are. Jesus didn't. (laughs) He did not once question who he was. Based upon others' distorted views of him. You see, other skewed perceptions of you may hurt. Yeah, they're going to hurt bad. But I want you to reflect on this. Someone else's distorted view or opinion of you may be them running from their own reflection. Their own shame of their own behaviors their inability to sit with their own pain, their inability to tell that person who hurt them how they really feel, their inability to stand up to them. So it's filled it onto you. I am not conveying that just because you have context behind someone else's behaviors uh, or negativity towards you that uh, it makes it okay. No, not at all. I'm saying to not allow their ill treatment or let's say negativity to impact you on an internal level. We do not have control over what others think, what they believe about us, no, or their actions. But we do have the power to treat them with a long wooden spoon. A little saying my mother used to say. Meaning, you know, gracefully interact depending upon um, the situation. If you're still dealing with that person, you know, do it gracefully. But do it in a manner that, you know, you place distance in between them and you. That wooden spoon. 
<laughs> Again, we have no control over what people think, how they react, their negativity, all the above. We have no control over that. But we do have control, and I want you to visualize this. We do have control of taking that wooden spoon, extending your arm out, and placing that distance, that barrier in between. And what this does is, all oh, let's say they don't change, the other person doesn't change, and they still have, you know, those thoughts, those perceptions, you know, that, that stem from their observations and their experiences. Yes, yes, yes. But what that spoon does is it creates, uh, it's like a time lapse. You know, there's some type, of, it, it's going to take a minute for all that negativity they fielding in your direction to get to you. And truth be told, if you do it right and you get that long enough wooden spoon, it's not going to touch you at all. Because by the time all of that negative perception, that negativity, those ugly behaviors are starting and they're generating down that long spoon, by the time it gets to the end, by the time it gets to the end of that spoon, you will not be there holding the other end of that spoon. Thus, all that negativity and skewed perceptions will dissipate because you're not going to be standing there holding that spoon, taking it all in. Quite interesting. A wooden spoon can't stand alone. So if by the time all that negativity reaches at the end and you're no longer standing there holding it, what do you think's going to happen? That spoon, excuse me, that spoon, Lord, <laughs> almost said fool. That spoon is going to fall shielding all what they try to put in your direction right back on them. So I encourage you, go to your kitchen, pull out a wooden spoon, take a good look at it, visualize it, get it all, you know, imprinted on the mind. And then the next time, you know, you find yourself in a situation where someone's perceptions um, or their behaviors towards you is just not called for and quite painful and damaging, visualize that wooden spoon, put that barrier up. And then when it kicks up again, cause like I said, we have no control over someone else. <laughs> Drop the other end of that spoon. So it can be filled right back to them. Until the next time, know that I am praying for you and over you. Take care.